Hey there, my name is Sarah Bowling, and I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast. I'm praying that God speaks to you through this podcast. Your heart is encouraged and overflowing with love. Thank you so much for listening. Love to have you subscribe and of course share this with your friends. I know God has really great things for you in this time together. Thanks so much. Hey, hey, hey. I'm thinking about church appropriate costumes and I'm like, hmm. That could be an interesting kind of definition to explore what that could look like. Anyways, here's your joke, right? Because we need a joke. Everybody needs to laugh a little bit. Helps a lot. Kind of breaks the ice. Donna Johnson loves these jokes. I know. You just totally belly laugh every time. What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? (laughs) Where is popcorn? I thought that was pretty good. And just in case you didn't like that one, a wizard asked me to proofread one of his scrolls last week. Actually, it was more of a spell check. See, I know, these just get really good. (laughs) Hey, you know, we've been doing this series, uh, Conversations with Jesus and Table Talk. And uh, we've talked a lot about having conversations with Jesus. What does that look like? And today I want to finish uh, the series, the little miniature series, Table Talk. And I was thinking about this. It's been in my heart for a little while. What does a conversation look like with Jesus around a table, like when you're eating? And, you know, we can do fast food, right, dine and dash. Um, And depending on who you have a meal with and what the purpose is, it kind of um, frames what that conversation is. So if you're having a business uh, dinner then you're going to go to a particular location. You're going to talk about business. And when you're done, you eat, you have food, and you move on. You might do some pleasantries, you know, like, hey, you know, how's the weather, all that. But it depends on the purpose. And if we come to Jesus with the purpose of what can I get out of you, that's going to frame what the conversation looks like. If we come to Jesus with questions, I don't understand, I want you to answer this, solve this, difficulties, that's going to frame the conversation. But I want us to think about a little bit, like when we have a dinner conversation or a table talk with Jesus, Jesus is present at the table. And it would be wise on our part to have some in-depth dialogue, some in-depth discussion. And, and I want us to look at what that looks like, and I want us to consider what Jesus does and what we might do at a table talk with Jesus. So when you think about Jesus having dinner, he basically, there's three main meals that Jesus had that we read about in the Bible, um, and they're table talks. And there are three verbs that happen with Jesus at these table talks. Now, this is a small table representative, and you're going to see why. Because remember in the past, we had that dinner table, you know, the feast? Remember the banqueting table that had all the little fake food on it, shrimps for the non-Jewish people? Um, (laughs) Which is fun to think about with Jesus. But you'll see why we're going to have a small table here in just a little bit. But when you think about Jesus having and table talks, there's three verbs that I want you to consider. The first verb is the word turn. Turn. So Jesus turns the tables. And I want you to think about this in the conversation uh, from Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. And a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, I did a message. It was, I think, 
I'm just being honest, maybe my favorite all-time message that I ever did. And it was about the dinner conversation Jesus had with Simon the Pharisee and the sinner woman who came and washed Jesus' feet with her tears, wiped his feet with her hair, kissed his feet, anointed him. If you were here, or if you didn't hear that message, I would say go back in the archives, find it. Outrageous. But in this dinner conversation, Simon is the Pharisee, and he's the one who invites Jesus to dinner. Jesus sits down, and they're having dinner. The sinner woman comes up, uninvited. The Simon, the Pharisee, invited Jesus, but the uninvited guest <laughs> shows up in the place where she would be least hmm, celebrated. Right? She shows up at a Pharisee's house, and she doesn't care what the response is going to be with the Pharisees because she finds Jesus irresistible. And even though she is a sinner woman, Jesus turns the tables. Because at one point in these verses, it, Simon says in his mind, he thinks to himself, if Jesus was really a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. And in that one mental narrative that happens in Simon's head, Jesus turns the tables. And he talks to Simon and he says, Simon, there is a person who owed a lot of money and a person who owed a little bit of money. Both dead debtors were forgiven. Who do you think loved more? And Simon answers, well, I think the one who is forgiven more loved more. And Jesus, by turning the tables, instead of celebrating Simon being there as like this great guy, you know, this Pharisee, religious leader, all this stuff, Jesus turns the tables and he celebrates, he celebrates the one who loves the most. And when we have conversations, table talks with Jesus, I want us to be open to the idea that Jesus can turn the tables and frame things in ways that we don't anticipate or expect. He might say things to you that cause you to like, hmm, think about it, reflect, ponder, consider. And I think that's one of the cool things of having table talk with Jesus is that he can turn the tables and you can experience Jesus in ways you might not have ever known or experienced him. So this is the first table talk that I want to talk about. Jesus turns the tables. <laughs> but the next one I want you to think about is in Matthew 21, verse 12. And in this chapter, this verse here, Jesus flips the tables, right? So he goes into the temple on Holy Week and he finds the money changers tables, right? Now I want you to appreciate what's going on here. Jesus goes in and with these money changers, it's kind of the same idea. Whenever I go overseas, you know, almost always you have to change money. You get to the airport, you need to get the local currency and you change dollars for whatever it is. And I know that the more money I change, the better rate I get. The less money I change, the worse rate I get. Make sense to you? 
And those people who change money for you, they're not there just to be polite, you know, like friendly and helpful to accommodate tourists. <laughs> That's not why they do that. They, they're there to make money, right? So they charge a rate on how much you change. And so I appreciate the, the practicality of it. But at this time in history, what was happening, and particularly in the temple, and you got to think this is Passover week. And so you have people coming to Jerusalem to celebrate and worship in the temple. And no matter what, they always had these money changers who were there to take people's money and change it into the temple currency. And why would you need temple currency? Because this is how you would buy your sacrifice or your offering using temple currency. Make sense to you? Like when you're in the temple, you've got to have the temple money. And so these money changers, <laughs> they took advantage. They took advantage of God's house and turned it into a transactional exchange. And if you think about it, Jesus had to flip the tables because that's not, <laughs> transaction isn't, is never what God has had in mind for humanity from the outset. God never intended for you to come to him with your credit card, with your best behavior, your compliant, all the stuff, so that you could get something out of God. God has never intended our relationship, our relationship with him to be just transactional. God has always intended our relationship with God to be intimate, connected, and relational, not just transactional. Now, I'm not saying that, oh, you can, you know, be, act like the devil and whatever. Do all the right stuff. Have good, moral, upstanding behaviors. I'm all for that. But if that's the premise of your relationship with God, then it becomes transactional. You give, you get. And that's in part why Jesus overturned, flipped the tables. Because he said, I never intended for this to be, number one, take advantage of people based on, on, on God's presence, God's house. And number two, I never intended, never intended this to be a transactional relationship. And so I like this whole idea of table talk because the first one, Jesus turns the tables and we get to see and experience Jesus having a, a different perspective and, and a true perspective in reality, as opposed to Simon's uh, idea. And then we see Jesus flips the tables. <laughs> I like that one because he kind of upended the apple cart, right? He came in and, and cleaned house and said, my, my house will be a house of prayer and worship, not a house of, of transaction. But the last table, and this is the third one. So one is turn, two is flip, and three is join. Join the table. And we read about this in John chapters 14 through 17. And for practical purposes, this is the dinner that Jesus has. We would know it on for Monday, Thursday. So it's the meal before, the dinner meal before Good Friday. Right? So Jesus is around the table with his closest followers. And when you think about Jesus at this table, 
I want you to consider when we group those four groups of people. Remember, we start off, we talk about Jesus uh, talked with four groups, reverent. We talk about relators. We talk about receivers. And we talk about renegades. Remember those four groups of people I've, I've kind of talked about a little bit. And in the first action where Jesus turned the table, you have both the reverent and you have the renegade. Remember that one? Simon, the reverend, sinner, the renegade woman. The second one, Jesus flips the tables, so you get the reverend again. This one, this last one, is a group of Jesus' relators, his closest followers. So these are the 11 disciples because Judas left. Judas left, walked out the door to betray Jesus 30 pieces of silver. So you have the 11 disciples around the table. And Jesus is having an amazing discussion with them. If you're interested in it, I would encourage you to read John chapters 14 through 17. This is basically his last in-depth conversation with his closest followers. It is a super, super powerful, powerful um, discourse and conversation with Jesus and his followers. Some of the things Jesus tells his followers is, hey, you know, we're going to walk out of this room and I'm going to be betrayed. And they're going to crucify me tomorrow. And I'm going to raise again on the third day. Now, if you were one of those closest followers, and you don't know, like you're not 2,000 years later and did Easter and all that, if you were just hearing that for the first time, or, you know, Jesus had told them more than once, what would be your response to Jesus telling you, I'm going to get crucified tomorrow? You'd be like, no. Heck No. Like, no way. That's not going to happen. How many of you might ask a question like, I don't get it. What are you talking about? I saw you raise the dead. You know, you don't have to do this, right? I mean, you have choices in front of you. There are options. We could choose door B instead of A. Like, let's think through this. Some of us who are logical want to, like, convince them to choose something different since you're all powerful. How many of you would be like, uh, you know, this perplexed but you might not say anything because you're like he's pretty smart he might know what he's talking about but a lot of us wouldn't understand right wouldn't understand and it's something that a lot of times I would not want to hear what he's telling me I don't want to hear that la 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 right not listening da 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 I had a friend of mine when I was growing up he had what what he referred to lovingly as wife deafness So his wife would talk and you could hear him like he would just or you'd see him. He would just kind of close down. Uh, and, and you're like, hey, did you hear what she said? What? She was talking to you. What do you mean? And he's like, oh, that's wife deafness. He laughed about it. She obviously did not. <laughs> A little frustrating to her. <laughs> I get it. But here's the deal. A lot of times when you join the table with Jesus, There are times you're going to hear things that you don't understand. You may not like. You might disagree with them. And let me just put it into the water for your consideration too. John chapter 17, the lion's share of that chapter, the very end of this dinner conversation, table talk with Jesus, Jesus prays and speaks to the Father and says, Father, make them one as you and I are one. 2,000 years ago, Jesus was praying that there would be unity (laughs) with his followers. Are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? In this room, people watching online, do you know how much disunity is there is? Even if we agree largely on a lot of things, I mean, I'll bet you I could start tweaking you like without even a blink. I could say the word Trump, and there would be all kinds of interesting reactions to just that word Trump. I could say vaccination, and there would be all kinds of interesting, right? I mean, I could pick, I don't have to pick any kind of heavy-duty, like, uncommon words. There are things that make us very divided, and it's unfortunate that we don't let Jesus be central. And we choose division rather than Jesus. There's a lot of things that we can agree on, and I hope Jesus is one of them. Seriously. Seriously. We can pick and choose, bite and devour, but that's not what Jesus prayed about. <laughs> the very last things he prayed about with his closest followers was unity. And I don't always think that's the, woohoo, hang from the chandeliers, clear chap, we love it. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching your reaction, you're like, <sighs> right? It's table talk, friends, family. Join the table. Join the table. So these verbs, I think, are really interesting verbs. Turn the table, flip the table, join the table. And one of the things Jesus says, and I'm going to finish with this, and I'm doing this a little bit on purpose. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in, my, in the midst, in my name, I'm there. Right? Remember that? I mean, we've read it, maybe. we heard it. So here's what I want us to do. Because we're doing kind of an emphasis on small groups and we're doing some community stuff, you know, me and my emphasis with community, I want you to find three or four people, five people around you. Maybe that's your family. That's fine. You want to wear a mask? Good. If you want to go out on the lobby, you can. But we're going to have some discussion, conversation, table talk with Jesus among ourselves. Because one of the things I think is the most powerful way to experience Jesus is in a small group discussion, kind of community context. I say that because almost every week I go to adult Bible study. Pastor Fried and I do this. We do, we do it at 930. And if I'm not there, she's there. If she's not there, I'm there most of the time. And we have some of the most amazing experiences with Jesus from those discussions, conversations. So I want to kind of give you the opportunity today. You're going to group up with three or four people around you, five people, whatever it is. And Tyler's going to set up for you on the big screens here uh, three questions for you to discuss among yourselves. And you can choose to go as in-depth or as shallow as you want. But go ahead and circle, get into groups here, little groups. And then as you do that, Tyler's going to put the questions up. Yeah, move your chairs. It's totally fine. Get situated. Circle up. And then I'll watch and see and finish us up. Finish us up um, here after our discussion, conversation. So here are the three questions, two, three, and four. And you can discuss among yourselves again, table talk, conversation, dialogue, and ex expecting, appreciating Jesus is present in the conversations, discussion among yourselves. Ready, go. All right, little friends. Think you're mostly done? Yes, no, kind of? 
Hopefully you had some fun conversation, get to know people a little bit, dialogue. Don't forget to join the table, flip the table, and turn the table, right? And find Jesus in conversations uh, with other people throughout the week. Hey there, thanks so much for listening today. I'm super stoked to get time with you. And of course, I'd love for you to subscribe, share this with your friends, and really sense God working through you as well as in you in these words. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.